0: Welcome to the Silk Road Mountain Race podcast, a 12-part series covering an epic new bikepacking race through the remote mountains of Kyrgyzstan. I'm Lucy Cahoon, and in the course of the series, you'll be hearing all about the race and the riders, as well as learning a bit about this spectacular part of Central Asia. I hope you enjoy the show. I lucky with you
1: The marquee's harder than hell It's rather than just a speaking in shell But did want to break the spell so act's cool
0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Silk Road Mountain Race podcast. A little reminder about our very kind podcast sponsors, Shan Cycles. They're a UK-based company making steel-framed bikes for off-road touring and in a range of different colours and about four of their bikes are out on the course at the moment. So if you want more details, have a look at the website, shancycles.com. An update from the field at the moment, we're almost halfway through the race And most of the pack are currently between checkpoints one and two. Some of the people are choosing to take a very well-deserved rest at checkpoint two and others uh, further ahead are furiously pedaling their way towards checkpoint three. So still very spread out, but the the largest concentration of riders is in the middle of the route so far. Up at the front, we've got five riders who to date have covered over 1,000 kilometers and JP Teveri is approximately 100k from checkpoint three. It's interesting watching the dots of the media car and the control cars desperately trying to keep up with Jay <laughs> as they cross the terrain. So um yeah, I hope they continue to stay ahead of him, make him a cup of tea for when he's ready. So one other thing to report uh in amongst the, the progress of the majority of the riders, we've had a few more scratching. We'll come on to that later in the program. We've had a couple of requests for help. Thankfully, nothing too serious, although altitude sickness does continue to be an issue for a lot of people. And we also had a lot of concerns Regarding our front female rider Lee Craigie, who uh, mysteriously took herself off the route and appeared to stay in a caravanserai called Tash Rabat overnight, um she then continued down a different route to rejoin the course, so although not officially still in the race, she is continuing. but as of the moment, no one has had a chance to catch up with her to ask what happened, so we're making the assumption the illness that she had at the start of the race um deteriorated, but it's great to see that she's back on course. We're going to hear, first of all, from the riders in the field just to get a sense of how it is for them and uh, hear their their challenges along the way.
1: (laughs) When when applications open for Silk Road Mountain Race, um, one of the questions on the questionnaire was, uh, Silk Road Mountain Race is an arduous event. How many miles do you think you can do in a day? (laughs) So I thought, wow. A little bit of dirt. Um, I'm an experienced rider. 200 miles a day on my best day. 150 Um, standard and 100 minimum. Here I am doing 70 a day probably. (laughs) Curse you, Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) You really got to just change all gauges. That little loop after Kigeti, I assumed was going to take me six and then another two to Cheyenne. It took me 22 hours with a sleep in the middle. Believable. I'm hoping you've just put all the rubbly stuff at the start so we've got fresh legs to deal with it. Now we've got loads of kind of dirt trail, open expanses. And then you've introduced rubble again in the last um, climb. That's what I'm hoping and thinking. Cool. Because there is certainly a narrative to this ride, you know, you go through different zones and I really like, it's like, you know, like different stages, if it was a theatre.
2: Your decision. I'm here with uh, right, race number?
3: 49. 49, okay. <laughs> I think this is my number. <laughs> yes.
2: But your name is Petra? Petra,
3: yes, yes okay. correct.
2: And uh, let's hear about their uh, mechanical issues.
3: Yeah, actually, I had issues with uh, the gears. I couldn't change to the light
2: gears
3: (laughs) because my bicycle fell down. I have this great Shimano XT, and I was not expecting when a mountain bike uh, fell down (laughs) that it will (laughs) not work. (laughs) So, in Russia, they use like I think this, uh, like uh, just power, (laughs) simple power, and uh, so. It was pushed back and uh, it seems to be working. I hope I won't have issues because it's really a big problem not having two lightest gears.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a push up. Did and you have to push anything last night?
3: Of course. <laughs> yes, normally there are passages you would normally bike, but uh, with this kind of biking and amount of biking, you know, it's yeah. just you push and also it makes a nice change and then you can just talk also <laughs> when somebody is next to you. Yeah, but it was definitely like, I think it's a world class uh, cyclism, biking. Yeah. Amazing. Yesterday, the downhill single track, pff, so beautiful.
2: Yeah. I was descending into the lake, right?
3: Yes, yes. Okay.
2: yes. And what time did you do And that?
3: then better surprise, you know, because <laughs> it was expected to be flat around the lake, but it was not exactly. <laughs>
2: There's a headwind as well,
3: right? Uh, yeah, but it was okay. It was refreshing. Yeah. But such a beautiful place. You cannot believe still it exists on planet, places like this.
2: It's a little bit crazy, the, like, the temperatures at altitude, and then you get down here, and it's like almost yeah. like a desert. It's like,
3: today yeah. it was, and I remember yesterday Nelson said, it's flattery today, and <laughs> flattery for him, then we look at the profile, but actually, yes, it's a lot of cycling, and uh, today it's for gravel bike, but uh, still I'm happy I'm on mountain bike.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: And, like, it was very, very hot. And as I was saying, these uh, bumping roads are the worst because it is so painful.
2: But your suspension is working.
3: It looks yeah, like, it it's like Yeah, but it's, like, all the time. And uh, you you are sitting, okay, and uh, it's really painful. Okay. <laughs> it is. <laughs>
2: yes. Well, um, the next couple of roads down to CP2, at least to the military that's point, that's point right. is um, all paved. So.
3: Yes, yes. Um, Let's see. Okay.
2: Well, we'll see you uh, later on in the road. Hopefully, yeah, have a good ride.
3: <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you.
4: Okay, bye. Um, Michael, Moser, uh, race number twenty-five. Um, I had uh, was yesterday I took the cab, the taxi to to Bishkek, yeah. and then back again because I I lost uh, like, uh, the like the spacer for my front wheel. Oh no! So and I <laughs> had it li- sitting in Bishkek. And I came back yesterday and I rode a couple of miles more, and now I took, yeah, a shortcut didn't go over the pass, so I, I, I'm out of the race, not racing anymore, I think, but I'll yeah, I try to go as far as I can, so nice. I'm still having fun.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but yeah. at least uh, now there's no pressure.
4: Yeah, right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool, I like it. Everything went really well, the people are friendly, I'm healthy. Yeah. Body feels good, so okay. why why not ride some more? <laughs> you're,
2: all, you're all the way here, you know. You might as well continue. Yeah, yeah.
4: sure, cool. Right. Um, so, how long did it take you to get back to Bishkek? Um, like it was three and a half hours there and three and a, three and a half hours back. That's not too oh, bad, though. No, it was cool. Yeah. We had, I had lunch with my with my taxi driver. Okay. <laughs> We became friends. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, do you think you're uh, gonna have to come back next year to to finish it?
4: I I might I might come back, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, it's it's like, I was I, I was really kind of sad when I was in Bishkek. I I felt like, oh, what I'm gonna do right now? Should I should I quit? Should I should I leave? But then I yeah, I I found the spare part in my big bike box I got at the hotel. Uh, and then i thought hey i can fix my bike i can go back and and yeah
2: that's a great outlook on it you know um yeah it's definitely not worth it to to go home at this point yeah at least enjoy your time here
4: but but, yeah it was like yeah i was there in bishkek and i thought yeah like what i'm gonna do right now so yeah but i came back i had like i i called some friends and Ask them what, what they would do and say, hey, you're there. Why not ride your bike? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, uh, cool. yeah,
2: I hope you get to CP1. And um, they close today at 4 p.m. So, 4 p.m. Yeah, so just keep that in mind.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. Gonna ride hard. Yeah, no, you have time. It's not. It's not like 100Ks. Is that right?
5: Oh,
2: Around, yeah. 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 yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. I'll let you go.
0: I How slept, far you get? I slept in a haystack just outside a yeah, but, about half an hour I said, because my mat is broken. I set fire to my mat, I tell what, you that? What? Your so, what? <laughs> so on the first night, I was, all, I was all over the place and I pushed my mat on top of my stove and it just went boom. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm thinking, right, how am I going to do this <laughs> without sleeping on the floor the whole time? Okay. So I found a haystack last night. Something. It was
3: great. Did you catch the guy before you? He was here. He was here. He was
2: here. Okay.
0: Um, Forget, uh, and, and, and that
2: hill from. From Romania, guys. I don't understand. Was,
5: was he from Romania?
2: I forgot yeah. all in, in this hill. You in forgot, this, yeah. I forgot. It's all. horrible, wasn't it? It was horrible. Yeah.
4: Mm. Okay. I was faster piece? than horse. <laughs> 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 Good. Then then all
6: is okay. As he carried a fat woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he couldn't get up.
3: I know. Why don't I leave my bike here, and we'll see how far
0: you and I can go with me on the back of your cheese grater? <laughs> you you carry this woman on this bike. Yeah. And we'll see how far we can get.
6: Okay.
5: <laughs> you get some food. You'll need it.
6: Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you have your stamp, uh, stamp. Stamp. Yeah. stamp.
2: Where? (laughs) Bike is fun. Bike is fun. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes.
7: (laughs) Okay.
1: Is it possible to eat something here?
7: Yeah.
1: Good.
5: How's the ride been so
8: far? Uh, Yesterday been pretty good. First day was harder than I expected. The Cagetti was killing me. The bad weather. But then yesterday I was... uh, uh, Riding over my expectations. I rode for 24 hours continuously and uh, managed to do, uh, if I recall, well, 320 kilometers. So nice. that's how I climbed back to the fourth place. Okay, <laughs> nice one. What's uh, your cap number? 54. Levy, Uh, B? uh, B, B. (laughs) Let me write it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too tired to to explain it.
9: Can you also write a comment about race? One word?
8: Can it be two?
9: Yeah, sure. It can be ten. (laughs) Whatever fits in the box. We can give you a comment. Yes.
8: Freaking. (laughs) Great. Despite what <laughs> it I'm curious what will be in checkpoint three. <laughs> uh, category solo, solo volunteer. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not yet, but maybe I next year. It's beautiful here. Yeah, it's
2: wow. Well, how the pass?
8: This pass? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the hardest of my life. The the end and the, the last three kilometers. It's it's friggin steep. Yeah. I had to push it. Well. Yeah, so it's not only me. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not only <laughs> you, man. <laughs> uh, I slept just before it starts the the steep part. Mm-hmm. I woke up and and had to walk all the way the last three kilometers. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. Anyhow, I was sleeping only one hour and a half after twenty four hours.
1: <laughs> okay,
8: <well. laughs> yes, okay. What? Uh, if it's possible, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah? Yeah, you can grab a I, I, I will sleep an hour or two. Well,
7: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talk to the guy with the t-shirt, the, something running t-shirt, the click the is going. Okay.
8: Uh, is it maybe possible to make a bath in the lake? Or nobody uh, does it? or
7: It's super cold, I think. Cold? I don't know. There's, a, there's a sink with some soap and stuff. Okay, you then,
8: then I can manage that way. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. yeah.
2: There's, there's no shower in the lake.
8: No problem. <laughs> just, just to show a little water for my body, it's enough. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's water and
5: the soap. Um, Would you like eat? You want some food? Yeah. Food. Oh, I think you will sleep an hour maybe.
8: Heaven yeah, is a heaven is a place on earth.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: food and food and the wash. That's what I need.
7: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think <laughs> like I had a feeling Kegari was trying to kill me on the first day, and then once I got. I did the descent in the pitch black, which was a bit horrible. And then after I slept that night, I got really—I was a lot better with the height. I did—I I only came in in town the day before, so I did very little acclimatization, mm-hmm. which I should have. But I don't know—that's the way things go. Canceling your
10: cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm that guy now. Huh? <laughs> do, you, do you
7: regret that now? <laughs> to, to cancel my cancellation? Yeah. No, not at all. No, I'm actually really happy that I cancelled right. my awesome, cancellation. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I'm, they, I came in too short before the event, and I should have done a little bit more acclimatization. But I like the second and the third day have been pretty good actually. I mean, um, I, I, I'm really happy I managed. Kegati seems to have been a bit of a, 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 um, a splitter in the whole field, yeah. if you made it over or not, and um, just really happy that I got made it over on the first day, yeah. even though I, I was sitting out the thunderstorm underneath a rock. <laughs> and, and it was like there was thunder and lightning and the hailstorm and I was really like you should not be here at like 3200 meters in this but and then I was really wondering how long it was going to take uh, but it was getting really cold and shivery so at one point I decided like despite the storm like I'm going to try and push up a bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was good and then yesterday coming out of from um, Caracol was super nice and the weirdest thing, man, there was a couple coming up on bikepacking bikes, like kind of like fat bikes. And they were yelling me in the to me in Dutch, like, hey boss, come up, come up, come up, go, go, go. go. And I was like, What the fuck? How where did these people come from? And how did they know my name? And apparently they've been bikepacking here for a couple of weeks. And I'd met the guy once in Amsterdam, but he'd been kind of keeping track. And he's following the race, he was following the dots. So he knew I was coming down. And they were like and it was the weirdest thing like in some back valley in Kyrgyzstan. Like no, internet, right? no 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 was like middle of nowhere. I know, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like up up above Koyumkul. Yeah. And then uh so that was really cool. And then uh I then I came down, took the big pass, descended until I think eleven or so. Took a bit of a spill at some point, so I'm a bit scraped up. Yeah. But um slept well and then Oh then that that small pass afterwards? Mm. What's that called?
5: Yeah, it's it only. Oh, you mean just after
7: Kegeti? No, no, no. Um, uh, after Koshimkoo. Yeah, so you have the big pass after Koshumkul, then you have that whole section that goes a bit up and down. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the big descent, and then you go straight into another small pass, which is only like, like six or seven hundred meters. Okay. Yeah. But off, that off the main road. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before you head head into those roadworks. Yeah. yeah okay. But at the top there's uh, a irrigation pipe. Like the road cuts through the top of the hill and there's an irrigation pipe that goes from left to right, but it's leaking like really badly. Lee had exactly the same thing. And it, I, like, I had a free shower this morning. I was like showering my arms and legs and I felt like a million bucks afterwards. <laughs> and it was just the best thing ever. And it was just, sun was just, just coming over the mountain and I was standing there on the top just showering myself <laughs> and then the sun coming up and it was so nice this morning. <laughs> it was a great way to start the day. Awesome. Yeah, that was really good. And then, oh man. And then, the town yeah czech was like a hoot with all the locals checking out your bikes and all the kids trying to race you through town yeah it was super fun oh tons like tons and some want to grab your hand and you're just trying to high five and they don't get the high five concept yet so you're trying to teach them like don't grab my hand man i'll pull you over (laughs) but it's oh it's so much fun the kyrgyz people are like the nicest ever and um like, even the dogs that chase you, they're kind of nice because if you just yell at them, they back off instantly. <laughs> it's not like those really vicious dogs that come after you yeah. no matter what. If you just go, like, right, hey, fuck off, then they just bugger off. And it's just the best. And, um. Yeah, yeah, but like, even the guard dogs are nice. <laughs> awesome. So, oh, yeah, man, I'm having such a good time. Awesome.
6: Yeah. Glad
7: to hear
2: it. Cool.
6: Right, sorry, you
7: get on? Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah, knock this one get over. over. before it gets dark.
2: Yeah. Well, let you will make on, Baz. So anyway, well,
7: good luck. I'll see this one from the top in the sunlight still. So. Yeah. All
10: righty.
0: We now have our second section on Kyrgyz culture, courtesy of our friend Rahat in Bishkek. Uh, in this interview, Rahat explains to us the culture and outlook of the Kyrgyz people. She also explains why being a nomadic culture, people here are fiercely independent and can be quite stubborn, which can make political overview challenging as they don't like to be told what to do, a sentiment which I'm sure many of us can appreciate.
9: Um, tell us a
0: little bit uh, about, we've talked about the Kyrgyz character, Um would would you say that, as well as being independent, would you say that as a people, you're quite stoic um would you say that as a as a culture, the Kyrgyz people are quite um resilient quite strong and tough
9: I think uh we are, but at the same time, I mentioned that we kinda uh we always had these democratic principles of governing, so we have freedom-loving people. And I think compared to other cultures, uh, we are not so united. <laughs> we all have our own opinions and we don't like to follow one person. So it seems sometimes difficult to manage the, the country, but in difficult times, uh, we have Proven, I think that we can get united against uh, one enemy or something. So I mentioned we had two uprisings in 2005 and 10, and it was amazing that you know all these provinces they had cultural differences, different dialects, but then to uh, to get rid of the corrupt president, they all got united, came to the main square in the capital, and they were just. Um, they had these movements, democratic movements, and that was quite surprising. And maybe, in you know, all historical events in the past, we always did the same thing. We got united when we had difficulties. And uh, for for men, it's so important to be strong. So uh, we used to have Kyrgyz army in the past, and we used to have um, Kyrgyz kind of empire in the 10th century that was quite big and strong. So, um, and we have our national kind of traditional games, horse games and other games. And that was a way to train the army, to constantly train the army. So it's so important for men to be physically strong, uh, to protect the family, the country. And, um, from ancient times, it was an honor to die in the war. (laughs) But yeah, coming, coming back, um, being defeated, that was uh, kind of a shameful thing. And are women
0: then expected to be subservient and and second, or um, do they have to be equally strong if they're working the land and looking after the animals and things?
9: So in ancient times, uh, women and men were quite equal, and there are manuscripts that say that um, for every decision, political uh, decisions concerning family, um, women's opinions uh, were considered. They always asked women about it. Um, and also when men, they would go far away to look after livestock or they would go to, to take part in wars. So uh, for long periods of time, women needed to be heads of households and make decisions. So they had quite equal rights. And there are uh, cases when women were leaders of the army. They were warriors. And we have um, historical female warriors. And also in the 19th century, we have um, a general who was a woman. Kurmanjantatka is a status, military status. That means general. So she was the general. And she was the one uh, who signed an agreement with Russian Empire that we um, kind of asked uh, help from Russia to protect us and that we, we we are going to join Russian Empire. So she was the one to represent Kyrgyz society. That's fantastic to have as a role model. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so maybe you know that we also have, um, we had a female president a few years ago. That was uh, the first female president in the whole region as well. Well, I, I, it's interesting that um, the only Kyrgyz
0: rider to take part in this race is a woman.
9: Yes, we we had a lot of female leaders in the past, in the history. And, but you also know that we have Islamic influence, which, um, uh, which has influenced the women's role in the, in the last few centuries. So that's why the role, the role of a woman is diminishing, but at the same time, we still, it's not uh, uncommon uh, to have women leaders.
0: Last up, I'm going to be chatting to a few of the riders who, for various reasons and very sadly, have had to withdraw from the race. The good thing about being at Race HQ is that we are always here to welcome them with open arms and cold beer and hear their stories about the various travails that they've had to encounter along the way. So in this section, I hear from Marcel Hafstein, erstwhile Bike Courier, who has seems to have pedaled to most of the International Bike Courier Championships across the world. Um Joachim Rosenlund from Norway, Jackie Baker, and Rob Quirk and Chris Hall, uh also known as the Burrito Boys. So we're sitting in the courtyard of the Blue Camel guest house once again, and I've got two riders with me, both of whom have had to retire. So we've got Marcel and jo- jo- Joachim. Uh tell us why you're not riding.
5: Hi, uh, I'm Marcel. Uh, I'm not riding. where yeah. I had have really bad cough, and I had high sickness, altitude altitude sickness, and that's why I stopped rising.
0: So you went to hospital today.
5: I wasn't in the hospital today. I have a lot of stuff from the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm waiting of my flight.
0: Right. Okay. So do you feel quite sad or philosophical or? How...
5: No, I feel me sad.
0: Yeah.
5: I feel me sad since last days. Yeah, yeah. It's really
0: bad. And do you feel okay physically now, not too sick or just <coughs> tired?
5: <coughs> nah, my, my curve is really, really bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when you get home, just rest and… I
5: have a rest and hopefully I can ride very soon.
0: Yeah, and then do your application for next year. Yeah. And Joachim, why are you not riding? Hard to
5: say, to be honest. Uh, but, uh, my head wasn't in the right space for it right now. Yeah. I'm, um, it was basically the minute I stepped on a plane, I've, I've had this nagging voice in my head with my daughter. If it was, uh, the right decision to really? actually leave my daughter behind. Yeah. 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 Really? yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, she's been my priority for the last one and a half years. And all of a sudden I've gone. And it disappeared for like, for, for her, for like three weeks. So, yeah. Uh, I had that nagging voice and I just couldn't get rid of it. Really? So, and the second problem was how my whole food concept just didn't work. So I bonked out really bad on the second day and uh, did a lot of walking. And uh knew that the further into the race we would get, the more remote it would get. And so... Without food, that wasn't just an option to go on. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if, like, I was really in the right space in my head, I would have just suffered through it. Yeah. But, but my head wasn't through it. Yeah,
0: and your legs can be fine, but it's once the head is yeah, gone, it's yeah. game over yeah, really, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Ed, is it too early to think about future rides or...?
5: Um, Mm, hard to say um basically because um family will be a priority now that i figured that out now
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's an expensive way to yeah, figure it out
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i to go far away to figure that out But
0: <laughs> so that's good right <laughs> yeah
5: yeah 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 good it's like i said been a priority for the last yeah. year and a half and yes yeah, so, so home to... for cuddles yes and... yes back, back to
0: square one <laughs> good 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 cool brilliant thank you <laughs> I'm joined by Jackie Baker. We're sitting outside the Blue Camel guest house, and I've been told to be super quick because I keep talking too much for the podcast. So, Jackie, you're going to have to give me like a speed dating version of your trip and why you're here.
10: Uh, wow, that's uh, intense. So um, <laughs> I was here for the Silk Road Mountain Race, obviously, and uh, I wanted the challenge of trying to do a really long race, self-supported, uh, in the middle of nowhere in some beautiful mountains. So What happened? It got really hot. Uh, On my third day, it was so searingly hot and I could not find shade and I could not find, uh, there was no wind. And eventually I got to a point where it was uh, very difficult for me to drink water even and uh, in a very remote place. And I just knew that uh, my ride was going to be over. So what was your strategy to get back? Well, when you hit the scratch button, uh, even if you're out of the race, you still have to get yourself back to civilization. Uh, Only if you hit SOS, does someone come actually rescue you? And I I wasn't at that point yet. Um, So I knew I had to at least try to get to a town before I hit the button and uh, spent most of my day just struggling to get to that point.
0: So tell us a bit about the heat, the impact it had on you and the yeah, the problems you had.
10: Yeah, so you can't tell this, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty blonde, so I'm fair-skinned, and I was just slathering on sunscreen, but I could just feel the sun just searing and uh, baking my face, and my lips are all messed up. But um, I uh, also just couldn't cool down. Um, I kept trying to drink water as I was riding. I was walking a lot um, in order to just be able to move forward but try not to get stay so hot. Um, on the descents, I was trying to... Uh, you know, stay quick uh, to get a bit of a breeze going, but also trying to hop in the river when I could. And I nothing was really helping to get me back to that comfortable state where I could actually get on the bike and pedal consistently. And when you drank
0: water, what happened?
10: I threw it up. Right, so that was a big red alert to you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wasn't getting electrolytes, and I wasn't hungry. I wasn't eating enough. Um, and you know, when you're out there that far away, and, and knowing that you're going to try to ride the next day again. Uh, it makes it very difficult to know that you can have the strength to do that. Yeah.
0: And that was compounded by the other massive challenge of your GPS. So tell (laughs) us a bit about that.
10: Well, because I was going so slow, uh, it turned out that my battery pack wasn't charging at the rate I needed it to charge. And so I was having trouble keeping my GPS charged. Uh, I was eventually able to basically sort out that issue, but it would have been a persistent problem had I carried on, uh, knowing that because of uh, the steepness of the terrain and then the slow uh, pace that I was keeping, uh, it would be a challenge to be able to keep all my electronics going so that I could stay safe.
0: Yeah, and presumably you don't want to put yourself in a remote region where you've got no other way of
10: navigating correct and then also uh, my lights were also reliant on my usb charging so lights gps um, cell phone all those things yeah. were reliant on that yeah.
0: so it sounds like you took a very balanced and sensible decision yeah. um, do you feel pretty philosophical and any thoughts about next year
10: <laughs> um, you know, it, it bums me out that I'm not out there riding right now. I'm definitely going to go back out and uh, check out some of the course and, and get some rides in while I'm still here. Uh, it's a beautiful countryside and I'm glad that I was able to come out and see what I saw. Um, as far as next year, I don't know if I'm ready to comment on that yet, um, but I, I have had an amazing experience and I'm so glad I came out to do this. Cool. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So is the Burrito Boys uh, back a bit sooner than expected? Uh, what happened? Did you run out of burritos? <laughs>
6: uh, I think that was the problem. We didn't have enough burritos in the first place. But No, we had a really good uh, stab at it, uh, but sadly mechanical issues just ended it for us. So
0: what happened?
11: Uh, well, descending A climb. I can't even tell. remember what one it was. Uh, the
6: you... Kenzu Pass. Uh, uh,
11: my brake fluid dropped. All of the fluid, um, nearly went over the edge. uh, You nearly
0: went over the edge? Yeah.
11: Um, We managed to, it says the front brake completely failed. um, We managed to, or more correctly, Rob managed to file the cable bosses holding the rear brake in place, managed to hack the rear brake onto the front brake so at least I could somehow slow down descending. And we had about 180k to get into town.
0: Did you hit your top speeds?
11: Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't really know, he to did. be honest. It's a bit of a blur, the whole thing, trying to know. get to the bottom of any climb.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, we're doing really good. But then, I mean, after after the front brake went, I mean, it was just too dangerous to take any of the descents at speed, because if that one went, that That's would it, be it. That's game over. So uh, were you
0: walking or still pedalling? Uh, he was really
11: brave. Mix of both. Mix of both. He did good. I had to have regular uh, stops to recompose myself. <laughs> a lot um, of bad
0: language? No. was no. pretty good.
11: I mean, it's more shakes than bad language, was not it? You're very well-mannered.
6: If it was me, I would have been swearing a lot. But I, I ended up getting really bad heat stroke the right, same okay. day. Uh, yeah. It was the day when it was like 45 degrees. So, yeah, progress was slowed down a bit, but then... We realised we couldn't continue. So what's uh, the
0: plan now? Can you get the bike fixed and get back out onto the course?
11: The chances of finding the part right. to fix it are pretty slim, to be honest. Um,
6: and then even if we did fix it, the, I mean, checkpoint closes. In, so you're not tempted well, just it to go... closes in... And... It's closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The idea keeps flitting in our head, but maybe... I just I just don't think we'll be able to fix it. Yeah, yeah. It's just not an yeah. easy part because it wasn't like the hose or whatever. It was the actual caliper on the brake, okay. uh, the seal, broke, and It was the same problem we had before the race where when he, when Chris got the, uh, the bike off the plane and built it up, it had no pressure.
0: Mm. Oh, so he had an inkling then, before.
6: Yeah, and then we went to the bike shop. The guy really messed it up. He made it worse, Uh, still charged us
9: 600
6: Tom. And then I sort of did my best to put some pressure back in the system, but I didn't have the tools. And then it was literally right after the briefing, rider briefing, uh, it dumped all its fluid again. So then we went to the bike shop, uh, the best bike shop in town. Mm. They had all the right gear, they fixed it all up.
11: They were fantastic in there
6: amazing and then we're like okay we've got this fixed but then on the descent we don't really know it it, it kept uh, it kept breaking at the same point so we guess it's a faulty part rather okay it must be it must be like one in you know a thousand. Uh, chance that is that like Russell's
0: uh, belt breaking? Yeah. That yeah, yeah, he was exactly. told is unbreakable. It's exactly
11: yeah. the same kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, oh,
6: they never break man. until they do. Yeah, oh,
0: <laughs>
11: so I, mean, the, I think the frustrate the you know we I think we were we were riding well, riding strong, climbing like animals. Yeah, uh, he's mad downhill. I'm mad uphill. So together, in his own phrasing, we're really slow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> And that's that's a Rob quote, yeah. you, and you even said to yourself <laughs> you're going to paraphrase that. To your yeah. screen, so I thought I'd get there before you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, any yeah.
0: lessons learned then, or is it too early for reflection?
11: Um, I think I mean yeah. went well, well, apart from obviously the brake failing. Everything went pretty smoothly. Like we, our kit was perfect. Yeah. Our
6: feeding strategy was really good. Mm. Um, I think the only thing was the, uh, yeah, was the mechanical, and, uh,
9: yeah like, that's maybe,
6: because we use a water filter, and that's very slow,
11: yeah,
6: it's a really slow method of getting your water, so every time you need to top up your bottles,
11: it's like
6: just, a good half an hour, yeah, 45 minutes, that like you spend wow. just, like, filling up the bottles, squeeze, you know, because it takes, like, two or three uh, fills to squeeze it through. Mm. So, maybe find a quick way to do water, but apart from that, I mean, it was tight. It's just... yeah. yeah.
0: So next year?
11: We're With, keen. We're, we're, talking we're, we're about flirting it. about the idea of it. See how I feel.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, more burritos.
6: Well, do you know what? Yeah, although we've had so much amazing Kyrgyz food while we've yeah. been here, and like, we got we got tucked in by family did on the second you? night yeah, was incredible. yeah so really incredible uh, that was special in. wasn't it
0: just in the yeah. mountains or no yeah. it was when we got out
6: so.
11: so we were hammering it pretty hard to get to the first resupply station um we did a big stint that day to get there before it was too late the road going into there is horrible. It's just like continual rattling, like a washboard or something. Uh, both of us got a bit grumpy by that, and then we got into town, and there's one place that had lights on, and it happened to be the shop. Uh, well,
6: we were racing, so because basically, uh, four or five other riders ended up on our wheels. On our wheels, and we we're like, no way. We're gonna let them go into town first. So we yeah. just put the hammer down. Yeah. Now into town, just go do 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 over this washboard, and it's like
4: so there's the gonna be a chocolate bar. There's gonna be something you know yeah.
6: at the end of this.
11: We're not letting someone else buy the food that we want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got in there, spent way too much money on uh, kind of everything. Everything. Yeah. And cheese balls. And cheese balls that weren't cheese balls.
6: Oh no, I are oh, no. thinking cheese, of cheese puffs. puffs. Yeah. They had sweet cheese puffs. Like what which is? Were awful. But they were sweet. Yeah. And weird. then they had awful, tangy cheese balls that looked like bonbons. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. ooh, bonbons. <laughs> no,
11: no. Yeah, he was like <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna be rude, but I don't really want that. But yeah, anyway, they um we sort of said to the, the kid that was running the shop, we were like, uh, do you know do you know anywhere to stay? And he was like, "Oh, you want, you want to stay in the forest?" And we're like, "No, no, no, we we want to stay inside." And then we just, you just hear this, "Mama!" And his mum walks out, and we uh, usually Google Translate, yeah, on the phone. And she was like, "Offered us a room in the back of the place, locked the bikes up for us." She's like, "Do you want any food or anything?" And we said, "We're like, oh no, no, we can we can sort ourselves out. We just bought loads of food from you anyway." Anyway, she turned up with a big, or the son turned up with a massive plate of dumplings after we'd already eaten, so we ploughed them down. And then the next morning, uh, it was a really good night's sleep. Uh, she slept in the room next to us, didn't she, as yeah. well, just to keep an eye on us, which was quite oh, sweet. sweet. And if we needed anything. Uh, and then, the next morning we woke up, got the bikes loaded up, and uh, she was like, chai? You know, do you want some chai? And we we're like, yeah, why not, we will. And uh, we sort of quite quickly learned that that was, we're having a full sit-down breakfast with the <laughs> <Yeah>. family. <laughs> Uh, we're
6: thinking like oh a cup of tea yeah a cup yeah. of tea would be, yeah, be like just before getting back on the road 15 minutes later it's like wow it really takes a long time to make a cup of tea and then she invites us in and there's a whole She's spread down with, the family,
11: yeah. oh with
6: more dumplings honey wow. bread
11: there was cummiss but yeah, we did partake. that was quite funny because they got the cummiss out and we're like Cummus? and they're like ha 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 and <laughs> they're like you're not going to have this are you and we're like no <laughs> And she kept trying to feed really? us, telling us that we're too skinny, didn't she?
6: So he li- yeah, she so literally said, we're too skinny, eat some food. Oh. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but, it's
11: a really lovely cool. start to the day that was, actually. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, we started, ended up starting like two hours later than we intended <laughs> to. But that that was the
6: day that then turned into the 45 degree day, right, okay, okay. getting heat stroke, and then the break uh, blowing up, and it was just like, whoa.
0: Highs and lows
6: yeah highs and lows yeah i mean yeah uh, the
11: last day our last our fourth day was interesting doing what ends up being what 80 kilometers with one break with a hell of a lot of downhill that was interesting
6: but Uh, we we knew we knew we were gonna scratch i mean
11: so you took it much more chill because like yeah when when it first happened i was like look we could probably get to the first checkpoint at least get a stamp and then Roll back into town, and then I woke up the next morning, and I looked at Rob, and I was like, "I don't even think we're going to get to the first checkpoint." Nor want to see like the, the amount of descending there is to do. Yeah, yeah. The amount, we've already done with one break. The amount there is to do with one break, like, I was like, "It's not going to happen." Yeah, 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 So let's. So we took yesterday. Pretty chilled, really. Yeah. Had a really nice time. Sat oh,
0: by the oh, river cool. and ate all our food. That sounds pretty good. I
6: yeah, think, yeah. The because the, there was the question whether I carry on. I was
0: going to ask you that. Did you think about that? Or
6: yeah, definitely. I mean, and. Yeah, uh, you know, I was going through my head like you know strategies, what I would do, all this, and then uh, and then we went to bed that night. We set up our bivvies and stuff. I got attacked by a toad.
0: By <laughs> a toad in the middle of the night.
11: <laughs> the pod is i by the sea. Come of, on, let's uh, keep on that story for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Lay, lay, <laughs> laying in our bivvies, beautiful. Like we're halfway up a climb, stunning like night sky. <coughs> Uh, tarp over the top and I just hear I'm sort of like dozing off like drifting off starting to get to drift off I take a while to go to sleep and Rob's like Chris, Chris, Chris get a torch, get a torch, get a torch I'm like, I'm like what, the, what the hell are you talking about man it's lovely like stop it I didn't get a torch in the end he grabbed a torch in the end and shined it on his foot and there's this massive toad sitting right on your yeah. foot
6: but the thing, the thing was it already jumped on my foot I'd like flicked it off, and then it jumped back on. So I was certain this thing wanted me. Like, yeah, was like whatever it was, it was, I was like, it's like a wolf was pawing or whatever, you know, like, you know, uh, prodding me to see if I'm like good to eat or something. So long and
11: short, the energy didn't continue, is because of a toad.
6: No, <laughs> maybe no, but that that contributed to me being a complete wuss in the dark uh, in the bivy at night, but. No, nah, I think, like, there was a the big part of me where it's like, go for the glory, be the guy who, like, you know...
3: He ditched uh, his mate.
6: Who, <laughs> no, who, like, you know, carries on in the face of adversity. But then, really, I thought about it, and it's like, you know what, I went into this with Chris, and yeah. the whole point was Masked to dears. do it ride together. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we finish it together. Yeah,
0: so. good. Yeah, that's pretty sound philosophy, isn't it? The country's yeah.
11: not going anywhere, and exactly. the race isn't going anywhere.
0: And you got a really good breakfast, right, so... A pretty good breakfast, and really last last
6: night was great. We yeah. uh in town, Cheik rolled into Cheik. We bumped into our mates Carlos and Philip, oh, yeah. Uh, who I think oh, um, Philip was really smart, but. was
11: yeah.
6: Well, <laughs> uh, he, 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 yeah, he had heat stroke. Uh, yeah. I don't think he should have chilled out for a bit, but they they cracked on, they're doing really strong. Uh, and then we got into an amazing guest house, they made us some food, we cruised out. Because we needed some T-shirts,
11: which is why we're wearing <laughs>
6: gonna... ma- matching tank tops. And really short <laughs> shorts, because these are
11: the shorts I sleep I'm gonna in. I'm going to take a photo of this so you yeah. can check it out.
6: Uh, <laughs>
11: it's and, <normal> um, looks. <laughs> yeah,
6: while, while we're sat out at the shop and we've just put our new tank tops on. <laughs> uh Hillary. Uh, roll past. Semenuk, is that her name? Yeah. Is that yeah. her name? She so rolled past. It's like, oh, guys, oh... uh, Yo, know, how's it going you know anywhere to stay we're like oh we've got a nice place like yeah i've got to scratch it's like join yeah, the, the party, party. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah we just got That's a load sweet. of beers and sounds yeah.
0: good
11: I yeah. eat some food chill it was out good cool.
6: so yeah
0: all good prep for next year
6: yeah definitely
0: cool thank you very much and i'm going to take a photo now So from an original start list of 97, there are now only 68 riders left in the field. It remains to be seen how many more will have to withdraw from the race and what the percentage of finishes is likely to be. It is such a challenging course and the interviews in the field really underline that with the, the Various responses from uh, giggling maniacally to cursing and swearing at Nelson, the race organizer, for making something just as challenging as it is. But obviously, that's what attracts people. So yeah, we'll see how many men and women standing there are at the end. Finally, I'm off to Um I've spent a week in Bishkek and now it's time to get a taxi cross country to the finish line where I will await the lead riders and have a chance to talk to them once they have had an opportunity to catch their breath. I also am really looking forward to getting out into the country, away from the city and exploring some of the landscapes there. And with any luck, getting to stroke a Taigan sighthound, which is the national dog of Kyrgyzstan. I'm wondering how I can fit a few into my luggage to bring back, but I'm not sure Russell will let me away with that. Tune in again in 48 hours time for episode seven. Who knows what will have happened by then? We're expecting all sorts of funny and entertaining stories. Um We'll see the progress of the people throughout the field and get a sense of what it's like being over halfway towards Chongkimin. Uh, we'll also hear other anecdotes about the country itself. So yeah, join us again in 48 hours. And meanwhile, take it easy. See you then.